This is Sports Talk with Phil Cordblue, Chris Bergen, and Pat Daniel. Sports Talk is heard across the state on radio affiliates of the Sports Talk Media Network and is streaming live on SportsTalkSE.com, as well as Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. The South Carolina Education Lottery lucky number to call in is 888-898-2525. That's 888-898-2525. Now, here are Phil, Chris, and Pat with tonight's edition of Sports Talk. All right, welcome in. Big Thursday edition Sports Talk. Sports Talk Media Network from downtown Columbia, Phil Cornblutz, Pat Daniel, 888-898-2525 the day after. You know, kind of the exhale day after yesterday. So busy with the coverage of National Signing Day yesterday and the coaches. So tonight we can take your phone calls, 888-898-2525. Let you comment about uh, the way things went down on that uh, yesterday. Anything else going on? We got more recruiting news today. Uh, remember, was it earlier this week? Maybe it was last week, earlier this week, last week, talking about some of these quarterbacks. I think it was last week. Yeah, we mentioned Robbie Ashford from Auburn as a potential candidate to transfer for South Carolina at quarterback. Started out at Oregon a couple of years there, last couple of years at Auburn. Effective passer, excellent runner. And a source told us this afternoon that he has had contact with South Carolina and then saw a story from Hale McGranahan, the big spur, who talked to Ashford. And, yeah, there's conversation going on. He might visit when the live period for visits for transfers uh, returns. That'll be the first week in January. So add him to the possibility list for South Carolina. He's a big kid out of Hoover, Alabama. He was highly recruited, went to Oregon two years out there, two years at Auburn, and has two years of eligibility remaining. So, uh, because he redshirted at Oregon, and then there was the COVID year that doesn't count, doesn't count against him. So, uh, we got that. And also, there's a 2026 kid in Alabama. You know, Gamecocks lost their juice when Juice Wells left, but this young man's nickname is Juice, Juice Gordon, and he's going to announce on Monday, and he tells us, he did not tell us what he's going to do. He did tell us South Carolina, one of his final four. He's been to South Carolina. His teammates committed to South Carolina, the quarterback from that school. Uh, he likes South Carolina from what he told us, so that might be a possibility for the Gamecocks on Christmas Day to pick up a, another commitment for 26. Uh, coming up tonight, we're going to hear from Clemson linebacker Barrett Carter. He talks about why he's coming back to Clemson. For another year, we'll also hear from Kentucky coach Mark Stoops, who talked with the media there the other day after they uh, had a practice getting ready for Clemson in the Gator Bowl. We'll be heading down to Jacksonville on Christmas Day. Now Clemson is going to do some media themselves and provide that media to the media covering them, so they'll do some interviews on Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, and the day after that they will provide everybody and then they'll have a after practice media session on the 27th and then the Gator Bowl will have a press conference on the 28th and then we'll play football on the 29th we'll have all that covered for you right here on Sports Talk 
and on our website, sportstalksc.com, and on X at Sports Talk SC. Is it proper? It is proper to call it X. I mean, they've changed their name. Why do people still call it Twitter? They've changed their name to X. Like, Pat, if you changed your name to George, I wouldn't call you Pat. I'd call you George. So, I mean, I think it's appropriate to call the uh, the outfit, the media site, by its appropriate current name that they use. The domain is still Twitter, though. So, I mean, it's it's still Twitter. I think you can call it whatever you like. It, it I, might I, almost be like an artist formerly known as Prince. It's the art. It's the social media thing uh, formerly known as Twitter. Well, what did Prince become? I'm not the right person to answer that. <laughs> I, I mean, if you were formerly, I hear what you're saying. I know people would say that in talking about him. But what did he be, did he go back to his real name and they called him was referred to as formerly known as Prince? He started going by his real name. I don't know. I don't know. I just know it's still Twitter.com, but I think you could call it X. It is a bit confusing. Yeah, I call it X now because. But you're right. I wonder. I guess they can't change the URL, right? The URL's always got to be Twitter.com. Or I guess on on Twitter they can't change it to to X something. I don't know. In theory, you could change it. Like I remember years ago, there was a big snafu where I believe it was the Dallas Cowboys. The rights to their domain ended, and some random guy bought it out from under them. And Jerry Jones, I think this was right, and Jerry Jones had to pay him an unseen amount of money to basically get it back. Like there are people out there that I think have circled certain dates on their calendar. They're able to kind of find out when domain names or the ownership or whatever the rights seems to expire. Yeah. So maybe it maybe it's something like that. But I guess if you have a tried and true product, you have billions of people potentially using your um using your program, I would think it almost would be silly to change at that point the actual the actual way they find it. Yeah, their URL is twitter.com. That's right. backslash home. So I guess they're they're stuck with that. Okay, uh triple eight eight nine eight two five two five South Carolina Education Lottery. Lucky number for you here on Sports Talk. Uh, we'll go right to your phone calls because we're loaded up with calls right off the bat tonight. So it's great to have everybody with us. So I mentioned we'll have Barrett Carter. Uh, we'll hear from Mark Stoops. And then at 735, Coach John Combs will be with us. Another edition of Hooping and Hollering here on Sports Talk. Uh, no Mike Morgan tonight. He's uh, He's doing a game tonight. No Ben Portnoy tonight. He's traveling for the holidays. So we'll catch back up with Ben and Mike next week. So Coach Combs at 735 tonight. Ordinarily, we have him on Wednesday. We moved him to tonight because of signing day being yesterday, and he certainly agreed with that. And he may have a guest as well. So look forward to talking some high school hoops. I hope this segment uh, takes off for everybody. I hope this segment uh, does well for the high school basketball crowd in our state, for the coaches and for the players. I mean, we talk basketball, and high school basketball gets uh, good coverage, but I'm hoping that this will take off and uh, give us a good avenue to talk high school basketball here in South Carolina and learn more about high school basketball teams around the state and some of the players who aren't necessarily your big recruits. They're just good high school players. As we head down the road towards the state championship games, all of which are going to be played in Florence this year at the uh, Civic Center, or the Florence Center, I think is what they call it. Uh, all the championship games are going to be there this year in, uh, was that, late February, early March. All right. Again, the phone number, 888-898-2525. Pat, let's go ahead and jump on some phone calls and get those rolling. And let me also, of course, as it is now, the um, – 
today's officially the last day of summer uh, because to, tonight is the first day. Well, I guess last There's day of fall. fall I'm sorry. I skipped fall. <laughs> of course, the in last, South Carolina, did you last, really, though? <laughs> the last day of fall. Yeah, there is a fall, isn't there? Um, just feels like summer all the time. But today, according to uh, Kevin Cohen, at uh, 1027 tonight, winter officially begins. So this is the uh, winter solstice. So it's the shortest day of the year. But sports talk is still two hours. We're not shortening it because it's the shortest day of the year. We'll still be here for uh, the full two hours. That sounds like tremendous news. So that means tomorrow it'll start getting a little bit longer, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Awesome. The days start getting longer. And you, you know what? I see that pretty quickly because uh, I can tell with my right in from uh, out in the northeast part of Columbia, riding into downtown Columbia. Right now, the sun, which is in the west when I come into downtown, is not in my face. But within a few days, maybe a week or so, it'll start being in my face at about 530 in the afternoon, which makes for a very uncomfortable drive when you're trying to, to block out the sun. Uh, let's hit the phones. Go ahead and just tell me who you got, and we'll uh, we'll roll with that. Go ahead. So first up tonight, we'll be staying right here in the Midlands, and we will be going with Hank. So Hank in Columbia is first up with us tonight. All right, Hank, welcome in. How are you, sir? I'm doing fine, Corn. I was I was calling in. Um, I had to had to take a little umbrage with uh, with your early soliloquy yesterday. Your opening monologue. Which part and, um, of it? I, I thought it was a Pat. beautiful thing. Well, first of all, I mean, I kind of agree with Pat. You know, when I when I looked at the recruiting rankings yesterday for football, and I saw Clemson at eleven and Carolina at twenty, I, I said, "Well, you know, both in-state schools are in the top 20. and I thought it was pretty positive. Even me not being a Clemson fan, I thought it was pretty positive to have two teams in the top twenty because I always remember Spurs saying. Was other than if you weren't numbers one through four or one through five in the recruiting class, if you had a top 25 recruiting class and you could coach a little bit, you should be able to win. Mm-hmm. Well, you should. And, and, but let me let me say this, and, and I hear what you're saying. I, I, no, I, nobody, my, my monologue, whatever you want to call it, yesterday, <laughs> I didn't disparage the recruiting classes. I said good things. I pointed out, wait a second. I pointed out that eight Gamecock signees are playing in All-American games. I pointed out that they've got two players considered the five-star level player, though I don't believe in any of that nonsense of ranking players, but that's what they're ranked by the so-called recruiting industry. Um, He's a top tier, as you say. The top, yeah, I mean, you're either talented or you're not. I don't care how many stars you got. You can either play or you can't play. Um, But So I said a lot of good things about their class, but you also have to remember that with all of that said, according to the same rankings that you're re- relying on, they're ninth in the SEC, ninth out of six. That's why I want to talk. That's what. That's why I wanted to get on you about though, Corn. That didn't. That didn't bother me much because if you look at Carolina being nineteen and uh, I mean twenty and Clemson being eleven, right? Okay. Clemson has two five stars and eleven four stars in their class so far. Carolina has two five stars and nine four stars. When you look at, I look over at the total number at the end, and oftentimes one player, when you're that close in that top twenty-five, can jump you three or four spots or or, or move you down three or four spots. So you just want to be in. The, that's why Spurrier always say you want to be in the area. Uh-huh. 
So that was my one concern with you with your little statement yesterday because most of the time you look at Michigan and some of those teams, yeah, they're in the spot fifteen, but they're not spot fifteen in the country and in the ranking. So it's part it's player accumulation and development. Absolutely, and don't forget they're not done yet. South Carolina's class is far from complete. Yeah, and so that was my one little issue. Then my second issue with the basketball team thing. You went on the. You said you don't. You don't get caught up in the uh, the latest emotions. But it sounded like that's what you did because if you if you looked at Winthrop and there's two things that I looked at with the Winthrop game and the Charleston Southern game. The Charleston Southern game was coming right off of exams, right? Players coming out of exams, right? Come on. And so you, Come no, no, I'm just on. Saying, I'm 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 against you. Are you, you, ser- don't, are you don't, seriously going to sit here and make excuses for them beating a? No, a team no, with a, a net just, of 340, and they beat them I'm just saying, by, what was it, four points at home? Yeah. And you're you're what, seeking what, for excuses? I, they did win, no, though. No, no, I'm not, seeking, I'm not seeking excuses, but I'm telling you this, though. You said, well, I look at them against Charleston Southern, I look at them against Tulsa, and those are two little small wins, right? Now, you would say Kentucky's a formidable team this year, right? Always. All right, yeah. Okay, now, Kentucky didn't have a four-point win against UNC Wilmington, didn't they? Didn't they take a 13-point loss? They did. Okay. And then Ole, it was Ole Miss and Mississippi State took a loss to Grambling. Don't we see a lot? Michigan State, how many years did Michigan State start off and take losses to people they have no business losing to? Okay, so, so what, you, what I, is so, I, I know so, losses so you don't happen. Be emotional about looking at one and two games. I wasn't and emotional. Close My games. emotions were very much <laughs> in check. I just said, I just said, I don't know if this team is as good as its record indicates. All I said, let me. Well, they're going to be likely twelve and one. I play Elon tomorrow night mm-hmm. at home. Elon's a six and five team. Um, let's see how they play tomorrow night. Uh, they're, then they play, I think, FAMU, right, is their last non-conference yeah, Florida, game? Florida, Florida A&M. I'm going to say FAMU. You sound, I, I, you sound too square. I call it FAMU. I call it FAMU. <laughs> FAMU. It's not, you can't call it FAMU. Why can't I call it FAMU? They call it FAMU? Or do they call it FAMU? Do they call it FAMU or FAMU? Fam, you. <laughs> and not to double team here, Corn, but, but just looking at last year to help support Hank's point too. The, these wins this year might have been by narrow margins, but last year the Gamecock squad lost to Colorado State, lost to Davidson, lost to Furman, lost to George Washington, lost to UAB, lost to East Carolina. I mean, there were a lot of bad early season losses. Well, they were a bad five, team last year. But, but it, that's the point, though. But yeah. this year they're ten and one. They might be narrowly winning. But they're winning. That's well, a big. That's a big. That is a significant upgrade from last year. So it just. And I'm sure I Hank, you heard me was, last night. Get on him a bit. And, we could choose this, to focus on the positive the thing, a bit. All I said, Hank and Pat, was, are they really as good as ten and one? They I are think, ten and one, though. I think Clemson well, is as well, good as their record indicates because they've got well, credible well, corn, road wins. They got a win at Alabama. They got. They beat the Gamecocks at home. Go ahead. Yeah, but when then that game go, then when they played when they played Clemson at home, then that game go down to the last minute or two. Well, yeah, South Carolina had eleven point lead. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But okay, and and the game went down to the last minute or two, correct? More or less, yeah. I think Clemson ended okay. up winning by okay. five. So yeah. how can yeah. so 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 
if you were if you would say Clemson is a solid team, and South Carolina played them on the road into the last minute, I don't see how you could sit there and say they don't they don't belong they they might not belong on the court with them. And then also look at why are you Virginia coming Tech? up with these words? I'm I didn't say anything like that. The only thing I so said last question, night after so watching them Clemson? play the other night, and I've seen them play, I missed a couple of their games because of other duties, but I've seen them play a lot uh-huh. this season, and I said to myself, yeah, and too. I said to the audience, they're 10-1, and one. it's a good-looking record, but I don't know if they are as good as the record indicates, because their last three wins, they've had to scratch them out against inferior mm-hmm. opponents. And they didn't play very well. And if they don't shoot the ball well with this team, the way it's made up, if they're not making threes, they're going to lose. And as I pointed out last night, they've only made six of their last 41 from behind the line. Okay, Corn. Against this kind of competition. I would go with you on that. But but what I'm asking you is, you're saying that over the last three games, but then it's almost like you're ignoring the fact that they played Clemson and played them – Basically, to the wire. You're ignoring the fact I'm that they beat the Tech team. I pointed out that was their fact. one well, loss. Those teams, those teams are not inferior. Te- they played a Virginia Tech team and beat them. They played a Grand Canyon team that was, that was in the win. tournament, almost made it to the Sweet Sixty. That was a good win. So, I wouldn't know that, that Notre was, Dame. Would you say so, the Notre Dame win still a good win? They lost at Notre home Dame by twenty. Good, yeah. They so, lost at home to the, the Citadel by twenty. Notre Dame yeah, did. Okay, did you know that? Did Kentucky you know that? lost Kentucky? Yes, I did. And Kentucky lost by thirteen to UNC Wilmington. Do you have any doubt? Do you team. have any doubt that Kentucky will be in the NCAA tournament? No, Kentucky will be in the NCAA okay. tournament. Even so, when what does it matter struggle. that they lost to by to Wilmington by thirteen? South Carolina is not I'm the same saying, conversation with I, Kentucky. No. So don't put them there. Don't put them there. They're not in the same. I'm using using your metric, corn. I'm using your metric of. I don't have the last time I saw them. That's where they are. You said you saw those two games and they were close. And so is that team um, suspect? You if they if that team beat Notre Dame and played Clemson to the wire, then you got to call all them suspect too. All right, got to go. Thank you, Hank. I don't have to call them suspect. (laughs) I I looked at the team and. I looked at a team that has struggled to win over bad teams their last three games. Yes, they're 10-1, and and Pat, you're correct. Win's a win. First thing Lamont Paris said out of his mouth the other night, hard to win, you know, and I think he was kind of setting the tone of people knowing that, hey, you barely beat another weak team at home, but a win's a win, and they've got to step it up. Playing like this is not going to get it done when they get the SEC play. I don't know what Hank's been drinking or what he's dreaming. Now, they keep playing like this, they're going to get their heads handed to them. So, and you might be right there. That is true. And and to to take your side a bit here too, I want to try to play devil's advocate a bit of both sides. Uh, although I agree mostly with Hank, you look at Michigan State. Let's look at them, for instance. They are six and five right now. They're next to last in the Big Ten right now. I realize that doesn't really mean much, so let's not even worry about that. They're 6-5 and five overall. They started out as a top-five team, but they've lost to incredibly good teams. They lost to James Madison, which surprised people, but now James Madison's turned out to be pretty daggum good. They lost to Duke. They lost to Arizona, Wisconsin. The Nebraska one was pretty bad, but they've lost to three top-ten teams, or excuse me, three top-25. Two of them were top-10. The point is, if you look at them 6-5 and five, or South Carolina 10-1, and one, who do you think is the actual better team? And I think we all would agree Michigan State. But that doesn't necessarily mean you have to, maybe I shouldn't say condemn, but you don't have to look down at this Gamecock squad. They are 10-1, and 
and maybe they will falter. Maybe they will struggle in SEC play, but we could still maybe celebrate the fact that they are 10-1, and which is significantly better than last year, and celebrate the positive while we have it. We don't and celebrate then focus on here. the negative. We don't wear cheerleading outfits here. But don't we want all the teams we, we cover to do well? Doesn't that make our job more fun and not, better? We're not saying we're not saying do well or we're just saying I'm not speaking for you. I'm sure, speaking I understand. for me. Right, right, right. I'm just I asked the question, are they as good as their record indicates? Ten and one says you're a good basketball team. Sure. After watching them play and win their last three after losing the game to Clemson, I am saying I'm not sure they're as good as their record indicates. Right. I see issues, and if they don't fix these issues, I think they're going to struggle when they get to SEC play, game in and game out, and play better competition. And these schools who focus on their conference play, they know more about you. They're going to know your weaknesses. They're going to know how to defend you. You, I just think they need to pick it up. That's all I'm saying. Let's continue with the calls. Who's next? So next, we are going to go visit over in Swansea. We are going to check in on Gamecock Larry in Swansea. Oh boy. Larry, welcome into Get the program. Ready for this one. Hey, Gamecock Larry, how are you? I'm doing okay. Bill, let me tell you something. Hmm. We at Gamecocks gave the game to Clemson. Clemson did not beat the Gamecocks. The game cars beat themselves. Now, are you talking, you ba- know you talking that, basketball or football? Which one? I'm talking basketball. Okay. You, that's what you always talk about we were, a while no, ago. We were. I just want to make sure because I, th- I think you think the Gamecocks should have won the football game too. Oh, yeah, we should have won that. You could even score a touchdown. <laughs> we couldn't score one. That's okay. Yeah. We, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you something right now. Let me, let me say this before I forget it. I want to wish all, everybody, even the Clemson fans, and even Mr. Phil Cornboot, and I wish you all uh, uh, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, because I ain't going to call until next year. I'm going to sit back and listen and enjoy these bowl games and get my strength, my health back right. Man, I don't know what's wrong. Maybe I don't know. Mm. And the, I don't think the doctor knows. I don't care. I'm going to enjoy it. But we, we, we should have beat you in both of them. And you know that. Mm. Clemson ain't as good as we say they are. And uh, old Dabo done run his mouth up there and jumping on the boys like they, like they, I don't know. Anyway, let me, you know, made me forget what I wanted to say. Mm. Lord have mercy. Mr. Phil. Yes. Why you talk like, yes, sir. Why don't you talk? You know, good and well, we gave the game to you, and we, we should have beat you about two touchdowns in that football game, but we wasn't playing. But that's all right. We're going to be okay. And uh, I'm going to say, since we're going to 12 teams, 12 teams uh, in the playoffs next year, we will be in the top 12, and I figure we'll be about four, number five, or six. And we're going to be there, and I'll say the old Tide Alabama's going to win the NCAA this year. And Georgia, oh yeah, oh yeah, if Clemson, they're talking about, I've seen it on Facebook, I don't know nothing about Facebook, but I, I can read. 
and they was talking about they talking about uh, Clemson and uh, uh, something. I don't know. Anyway, if Clemson would have played South Carolina's schedule last year, they wouldn't even been five and seven. ACC against the SEC. What in the world is that? Man, I tell you. I, I, I want to wish y'all a happy new year. Merry Christmas a happy new year, okay? <laughs> I'm just sitting here thinking. Well, just don't overdo it, Larry. Listen, man, take some time <laughs> off, relax, get get healthy, <laughs> and come back at us in 2024, man. Happy, happy holidays. Merry Christmas to you. Same to you, sir, and all. Merry, happy, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Go game, Cox. Roll Tide. All right, sir. Thank you very much. We're going to hit the break. We'll be back continuing with your phone calls. Don't go away. We're back, Sports Talk, here on the Sports Talk Media Network. Let me be the first, because what's today? The 21st, so it's still early. Let me be the first to wish you a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. If you're traveling away from your Sports Talk affiliate, well, you can always take us with you wherever you go. Just download for free the Chief Sports app, part of the Chief Sports Network, and uh they have done an excellent job, uh, JB, John, uh, 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 JB Bradford. It's JB. Uh, why am I drawing a blank? Jo- Jonathan? Uh, yeah. JB. JB. Great JB. job, JB. Let's go with JB. Uh, has done a great job of piecing that all together, and we're part of that uh, on the app, and you can get it from your uh, your. Um, Apple Store, and you can get it from your Play Store, uh, and just download it. It's free app, and you just click on our button, and that takes you to the feed from here at the point. You just click on the little arrow there, and bingo, you've got us. You can also go back and you can watch us. They have an, a button for our YouTube feed, or if you miss a show, you can go back and click on that button and see a previous show. It's a great, great app. It's free. And you can also listen to other terrific shows that uh, they have as part of their network. So they have them all there on the uh, Chief Sports app, and uh, happy to be a part of that. So take uh, take that uh, with you wherever you go, and you can always find Sports Talk as you're traveling. Put us in your car. Um, put us up on your television set. However you want to do it, uh, you can find us, and it uh, makes it very easy. You also can catch us on our Twitter feed, our YouTube feed. Sign up for our our YouTube uh, channel. Be a subscriber there. That's always appreciated. Uh, and we have the stream connected on our website, sportstalksc.com. And, of course, we have everything that we do, the show and all the elements in podcast form when the show is over. So if you've missed anything and you want to go back and hear a show that way, if you're a podcast listener and you like doing things that way, uh, we've got it for you in podcast form. It's very simple. You can find our podcasts at uh, Spotify and Apple Podcasts, uh, also SoundCloud, Google Podcasts. So they're all 
uh, housed at those locations. Okay, uh, 888-898-2525 is our phone number here on Sports Talk. Let's continue with the phone calls. Where are we going next? Oh, okay. Oh. Next, we're ooh, we're actually going out of state a little bit. We are traveling over to is it the Show Me State? What is Missouri? We're it going is over. The show Me State. We're yeah. going to the Show Me State, Missouri, to visit with Bruce. Mm. Bruce, welcome into the program. Well, thank you. Uh, I'm going to show you instead of show me. Mm-hmm. Now, um, you know, I listened to Hank first, and he was going off about this, that, and the other, and disrespecting the Gamecocks' efforts and and their lost balls and stuff. Anyway, and, and he's a young guy. I guess he's about maybe 45 to 50-something, you know, somewhere around there. And then you put Gamecock Larry on. Now, Hank, I'm just going to kind of give you a little heads up on this. By the time you get to 89 and you're still cheering for the Gamecocks, you're going to sound just like Larry, mm. Gamecock Larry. So I guess you better start thinking about what we're going to call you. you you raising hell about Gamecock respect. Well, we're going to have to call you Gamecock Hat. <laughs> so anyway. That works. That works for him. But I'm just saying, you know, I'm a Clemson fan, and I like the Gamecocks, too. I like Beamer. I think if y'all just leave him alone and let him do his job, he's going to turn it a winner for you. Anyway, and the only thing y'all got right now is the women's basketball, the track team, and sometimes the baseball team. But uh, I'd be cheering for them and uh, hold your heads up on that end of the six. Anyway, as, as y'all were thinking, I haven't ever criticized Clemson University's ball. And, for, and I'm a fan. I grew up at Clemson. Uh, you know, I worked for Clemson, and also I grew up on, under Clemson. And so they could have a losing season. I'm going to pull for them. I'm going to say the positive part of them, and I hope they have a better year next year. And that's what's going to happen this year coming up. And um, I wish everybody 19, uh, I mean, uh, 2004, uh, New Year and uh, Merry Christmas, and I uh, hope Santa Claus gives you everything you want. That's, well, my, thank, that's my spell today. Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. Great hearing from you. Yeah, you know, as you get older and you become stuck in your ways, you get stuck with names. Gamecock Larry. Hank can become Gamecock Henry as as time moves on. Jamie Bradford. I apologize, Jamie. I just I had a brain cramp there. Uh, Jamie Bradford is the person who uh, designs the Chief Sports app and operates it and does a great job. I apologize for for messing up the name. And thank you for the phone call and happy holidays to you. Let's uh, continue. 888-898-2525. We go to Woodruff and Todd. Todd, welcome in tonight from Woodruff. Great to have you with us. Well, thank you so much. I've got a question. Uh, Probably a Probably a pop quiz for you right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I know they announced a few days ago, maybe even last week, uh, the high, South Carolina High School League uh, announced its, I guess, its reclassification and all the changes that they had going on there, I saw. Yeah. And I was wanting to know, I mainly just, just interested in, the 5A, if they haven't gone to 6A, but there's going to be a Division One, Division Two, and I wanted to find out from you if you knew uh, the Division One schools. I guess they're going to be uh, called the Big 16 again, and if they if they've already named those schools, and 
if they're going to cross bracket if they have. Wow. You're jumping a little bit ahead. They haven't gotten to that point. They haven't even identified the regions yet. So I know there's talk about having two 5A championships because of the difference in the enrollment figures at number one, Dorman's at 3106, and at 54 is Catawba Ridge at 1319. So, you know, big discrepancy there. Uh, in fact, the you know the biggest schools in the state. You talk you talk about the Big Sixteen, which I think everybody hated the Big Sixteen when we had that before, because that means you got into the playoffs simply because of the size of your school, not by anything you did on the field. I remember one year in the Big Sixteen, and they cross bracketed. You had an zero and eleven North Charleston going up to play. Shoot, well the number one team it was either Gaffney or Dorman, one of those powerhouses up there, and they just got slaughtered. You know. Um, I don't think anybody wants to see that again, but maybe that's what we're headed to. The difference between number one Dorman and number 16 James Island is about, that's 2,000, it's a little over 1,000 students, 12, a little over 1,100 students, the difference between Dorman and and James Island. So, um, and in between, you've got mostly schools who have 2,000-plus students. Carolina Forest is second at 2,800. I haven't heard what you're asking. I don't know that they're that far down the road yet. I mean, maybe it's uh, there's some proposals, there's some talk. But, again, they haven't even put together the regions yet. And they've got to go through the appeals process here first because there will be plenty of appeals of schools who don't want to be in the class that they have been put in. Gotcha. And do you you think that it it, – I don't see it being a 6A classic. I know there's talk about that, but I just don't see it being a 6A classic. I don't think there's enough schools for that. Uh, do, you, do you think that they would venture into that as 6A classification? Well, I mean, it depends on how many schools you have to have in a class to have enough regions to have it develop into a playoff system for that particular region. Again, right now, over that particular class, right now you've got 54 schools in in Class 5A. So, I mean, if you wanted, uh, what, six regions of at least six schools each, that's 36, that's 36 schools. So that would leave um, 18 on the table there in, in 5A. So, I, I, again... I don't know how they're going to work this out um, and what their plan is going to be at this point. I imagine sometime in January, once they go through the various appeals and we know who's locked in in each classification, and then they determine the regions and send and, and see each class determines their playoff structure. It's not done by the high school league. Everybody blames the high school league for everything. Each class, 5A, 4A, 3A, 2A, 1A, they're – political structure their administrators their schools determine what kind of playoff they're going to have within their classification when it comes to football so we're not there yet i don't think gotcha and and, and uh i tell you times have changed since the you had the cross bracketing and uh you had that that north charleston team that you but i'll tell you what james island probably would beat the crap out of Dorman now 
it's just it's just a basketball school to me, in my opinion, right now. They're not that good in football anymore, but uh, <laughs> that's just my opinion. But yeah, uh, uh, I'm just interested and wanted to see where they were going with this, and and uh, I guess I have to wait and see how they. Yeah. Uh, I, I figured it's a lot that's going to have to go into it. So. Yeah, give it a little time. It'll get worked out here in January. There are certain dates that are in place to have these appeals, um, and they'll figure it out uh, surely, uh, slowly but surely, um, and we'll see what they're going to end up doing with the various um, with the various playoff situations. Hey, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Um, and, yeah, again, it's uh, people want to know, and I understand that. People want to know in a hurry what's happening uh, with the high school uh, realignment and uh, – how they're going to handle the playoffs moving forward. And, you know, I wonder, too, with the new multiplier that they use this year, I mean, Christ Church is going from single A to 4A. I mean, is that a little over the top? That seems like a big jump. I mean, seriously, is that a little over the top? Is it is it going to be satisfying? Do people want their pound of flesh? Is it is it going to be satisfying if, if Christ Church now in 4A with this, um, unless they appeal their way out of it, and Great Collegiate went from 2A to 4A, and uh, but I mean Christ Christ Church is listed with 952 students, um, and North and I, I'm assuming that's 952 with the multiplier, right? Because Latta is the largest 1A school, and they're at 396. So if Christ Church was was in the 1A ranks before, they had in the neighborhood of, you know, 200-something, 300 students. So you multiply that times three, and all of a sudden you've got 900-something students counting against you. Now you're 4A, and they're a smaller 4A. So, I mean, they're saying, okay, you've got the athletes, even though you don't have the overall numbers in your student body, you've got the athletes because they come outside your district. So you can compete with who are they going to compete with? They're going to compete with Camden. They're going to compete with Hartsville. They're going to compete with Greer. They're going to play, uh, South point, uh, great collegiates in foray. They're going to play West side or compete. They're going to be in that same class, North Augusta. So I don't know. It, it, it could be, I mean, this is the way the numbers play out, but it might be a complete reversal for Gray Collegiate and for uh, Christ Church as they make the big jump up, especially for Christ Church going from 1A to 4A. All right, hit the break here on Sports Talk, and we will be back in just a moment. I'll continue with your phone calls. Also, going to hear from Mark Stoops, Kentucky's head coach. He spoke the other day after practice about getting his team ready for the Gator Bowl and the Clemson Tigers. Got that coming your way after the break here on Sports Talk.
I'm attorney Jim Corbett. That's the sound of a big hit on you and your car or truck. I've been an attorney for more than 30 years, helping people who get injured in car wrecks and truck wrecks. If you have serious injuries, call Jim Corbett, 803-765-2968, or email me at jim at jimcorbettattorney.com. That's C-O-R-B-E-T-T. I don't get paid unless I recover for you. Jim Corbett Attorney, for your best recovery from a big hit, 803-765-2968, or jim at jimcorbettattorney.com. The lottery is not about getting rich. It's about helping people, and it always has been. The lottery is what helped raise the Great Wall of China, build the roads of Rome, and today in South Carolina, it's what generates millions of dollars each year for scholarships like the SC Hope, Life, and Palmetto Fellows. The South Carolina Education Lottery is investing in you. Visit sceducationlottery.com slash better you to learn more. Hi, this is Billy Downer from the South Carolina Department of Natural Resources. Are you looking for a safe place to shoot your rifle or handgun? Did you know that the South Carolina Department of Natural Resources operates four manned ranges across the state in Pickens County, Spartanburg County, Richland County, and Charleston County? For more information on our public ranges, visit dnr.sc.gov backslash shooting. You've put in the work for your education. The extra early, extra late, extra, extra work. That's because you understand education opens doors to better pay, better opportunities, and a better you. Being educated about playing the lottery is no different. It helps you be a better player, one who knows when to play and when to take a rain check. The lottery's a game, so let's keep it fun. Learn more at sceducationlottery.com slash better you. Touchstone Energy Cooperative members save more, more on electricity, and members save more on insurance, groceries, health care, restaurants, travel, concerts, and sporting events through co-op connections. Touchstone Energy is an alliance of the member-owned electric cooperatives, and as a member, the power is yours. Experience the power of co-op membership with Touchstone Energy and find out how much you can save on electricity and a whole lot more at touchstoneenergy.com. Basketball tonight, you got Syracuse leading Niagara 73-60. Coastal trailing North Carolina A&T, 21 seconds to go. It's 85-82. Game in Conway. Kentucky leading Louisville, 48-33. And that, they got 48 points, and they're still in the first half, last 45 seconds. Boston College over Lehigh, 44-29. Tennessee leading Tarleton State 13-12. Later, Upstate playing at Davidson tonight. You've also got uh, St. Joseph's playing at the College of Charleston. Abilene Christian at Arkansas. Uh, Stonehill at Miami. Lamar at LSU. Georgia Tech playing UMass out in Hawaii. Uh, Virginia Tech beat American 77-55. Charleston Southern. Beat Kentucky Christian, 103-79. Wake Forest beat Presbyterian, 
91-68. TCU is leading Old Dominion 71-52. And Old Dominion's coach, Jeff Jones, suffered a heart attack, the former Virginia star. Jeff Jones suffered a heart attack out in Hawaii. He's in the hospital resting comfortably, but he is not coaching his team, obviously, uh, with that situation going on. All right. Um, 888-898-2525, South Carolina Education Lottery lucky number for you here on Sports Talk. Mark Stoops, the uh, Kentucky football coach, met with the media uh, just the other day after they had a practice getting ready for Clemson in the Gator Bowl, which will be a week from tomorrow. Uh, Clemson is the, the slight favorite over Kentucky in this one. But and Kentucky, is uh, they can run it, or they can run it. We'll see if they can run it against this Clemson defense. You know, in these bowl games, it's kind of like who wants to be there the most, who wants to win it the most, uh, who feels the best about themselves. I think Clemson feels pretty good despite losing Jeremiah Trotter and Nate Wiggins, uh, just a couple of guys that come to mind that they've lost. But considering they're on a four-game winning streak, they beat South Carolina, they want to build something into next year, you you got to kind of like how they might be approaching things here in this bowl game. Here is Stoops as he uh, updated his team and his approach towards Clemson with the media just the other day. Obviously a very good football team, um, very consistent. Uh, they've been winners and won a lot of games for a lot of years. So credit Dabo and his staff, a very talented football team. Uh, you look at them and they are uh, a team built like, like, like just about everybody we see in the SEC. Very talented, very physical, uh, very good team. And uh, me personally just starting to dive into them because I've been uh, pretty much all over the place and on the run. Still managing our team, our roster, and recruiting and recruiting the portal and recruiting uh, high school guys. So it's been a uh, crazy busy time, but always exciting in uh, keeping you on your toes. So uh, good to, to, to get out there today and blessed with a beautiful day for December for us to get out there and have a great practice today. So just getting back into it as far as the practice and uh, went really well. So excited about this opportunity. You said today went well, but what was kind of the mentality of the guys out there just to get back out there? The guys have been great. They were great last week. They were great now. I mean, I think them, you give them a couple of days off, and they had some time, and they had some time for finals while the coaches were recruiting. Uh, they had a player-led practice that they did a great job with, and, you know, just to make sure they're keeping active and giving some football movements, and, uh, and uh, they're very high energy, very very good, good focus, so it was fun. Is there anything that you ever have to do to – amp up guys you know after the season ends between now and the bowl game do you, do you ever have to do things and are you not having to do it with this group no I, I i mean definitely have not had to to this point i want them to understand that anytime we take the field it's their opportunity to get better to improve um i want them to enjoy the experience you know it's it's like the last thing it's not my mentality uh to you know have them despise going out there and beat the heck out of their bodies and just not feel like you know that 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 they enjoy it you know obviously there's work that has to go in we we talked about it we talked about prior to our last game you know i told them on that you know friday you know probably saturday of i mean our last two games there's two games of the year that you're going to walk off the field with a trophy or not and believe me there's a big difference in how you feel 
you know, we took care of one and we want to take care of the other one because walking off the field in a bowl game with a trophy or without is a, is a, is a much different feeling. So we want to put in that work, but I like, you know, they, they have to fundamentally get better. We want to get better as a football player every time we take the field. we got to, you know, get prepared for Clemson, and uh, we want to win this game. Uh, but, again, I like doing it in a way where they enjoy what they're doing. And, and the time we're here, uh, try to mix in some fun for these guys. There's that school of thought that the team that really wants to be there the most often plays well in the bowl games. Mm-hmm. That, that's kind of a consistent thread with with your teams here? Yeah, I, you know, I really like this group. I've said it all year. I like this team. You know, I really enjoyed coaching this team, even through the ups and through the downs. Uh, that's what, uh, you know, you enjoy that challenge. I've, I've been consistent with that, and that hasn't changed, you know, since the end of the year. You know, it's a good, good way to end the regular season, and uh, I've enjoyed the prep so far with them. They've been a lot of fun to be around. You go through, you know, three months of, basically every single week, just zoned in on one opponent and, you know, preparing each week. When you have a few weeks like this to kind of just step back, do you think anything different about your team, like what they need to do well to go out there and win that game? You know, when you kind of just take a step yeah, back. Yeah, there, there's been, you know, you're talking to the wrong guy. There's been no stepping back. <laughs> right. I mean, my feet haven't hit the ground since, you know, since Louisville. I mean, really. I mean, I, I just, I, they haven't, you know, so I've been uh, probably as, um you know, as much multitasking, if you will, that, that I ever have in my life, probably in the last two weeks. So, I mean, it, it's, uh, I haven't had that moment yet. All right, Mark Stoops, Kentucky, and uh, Clemson. Looks like a pretty good matchup on paper. You always have to consider who's lost what since the end of the regular season. And you know, Clemson, mostly on defense. You lose Trotter. You lose Wiggins. Um, those are pretty significant losses on the defensive side. I'm sure Kentucky will try to figure out a way to attack those areas. But then again, Clemson, with what they've got coming back on the offense and Sweeney's belief in Klubnik, they think they can take it up a notch there. Welcome back to Sports Talk on the Sports Talk Media Network. You can reach the guys with the South Carolina Education Lottery lucky number, 888-898-2525. That's 888-898-2525. Now back to Phil, Chris, and Pat with the second hour of Sports Talk on the Sports Talk Media Network. All right, back we are, Sports Talk, Sports Talk Media Network, hour number two. Barrett Carter going to hear from the Tiger linebacker coming up, hooping and hollering with Coach John Combs, bottom of the hour, recruiting in between your phone calls as well, 888 898 So talking about missing Tigers for the bowl game. So they are among uh, the more significant departures. Receiver Bo Collins, obviously. Backup offensive guard Mitchell Mays, who was a starter sometime. Cornerback Toriano Pride, who was more of a reserve but had started some. Safety Andrew Makuba, he was a starter. And defensive end David Ojibi, who was a, uh, as a true freshman, played a little bit. And then uh, they're transferring. And, and then you've got Nate Wiggins and Jeremiah Trotter and Rook Oro Roro, who are headed to the draft. So, one, two, three, four, and yeah, four significant players off the defense. You throw pride in there, four and a half. 
So that's pretty, uh, you know, that's almost a third of your defense, your starting defense there. So, uh, yeah, Clemson's got to got to deal with that, um, and that was something that you just heard Mark Stoops uh, talk about with Clemson having those losses. But, again, he's still trying to get a game plan and, and figure out exactly how to attack the Tigers uh, one week from, from Friday. Uh, we'll hear from one of the Tigers who's sticking around, and that's Barrett Carter, who might have left. I think he was the one maybe most people thought was going to leave based on what we thought about what he would do with the NFL draft, but apparently the word he got back from the draft was uh, not what he wanted to hear. And he had some unfinished business at Clemson, and he had some things he wanted to work on as a player. So he thought it better to come back to Clemson for another year. Certainly the Tigers are ecstatic about having him back to help lead that linebacking core. All right, uh, 888-898-2525, South Carolina Education Lottery Lucky number. Before we hear from Barrett Carter, a few other notes to talk about, and it came out this morning from Pete Thamel. Florida State's going to have a Board of Trustees meeting tomorrow, and they're expected to explore a legal challenge of that ACC grant of rights. Sources told ESPN Florida State's officials and lawyers have gone to ACC headquarters at least a half dozen times to examine the GOR, which they, you know, openly and willingly signed on to when it came out and Obviously, uh, is this now motivation being driven because they they won the ACC title and didn't make the playoffs, and they think that somehow, some way, that being a member of the ACC is going to prevent them from making the playoffs, the expanded playoffs in future years? Um, is there, or is this going back to what was driving things back in the summer when they were contemplating? But you better have some place to go, and who's ready to take you? Are you going to be uh, just wandering around the college landscape out there? Is the Big Ten going to take them? Is the SEC ready to take them? I mean, probably without, not without a partner school going with them. So we'll see what comes of that on Friday. Always been a lot of hot air from Florida State about this threat to leave the ACC. So Along those lines, Phil, what about them as an independent? Nah. Nobody wants to be an independent except Notre Dame because they have their own TV network. That's the only reason Notre Dame stays independent. They, they couldn't survive if they didn't have NBC. Right, but we don't think Florida State could do the same thing? I, I genuinely don't know. I wouldn't think so. Okay. I mean, Notre Dame is Notre Dame. That's a different sure. animal. Right. No, Florida State, despite their run of greatness since the 70s, you know, they're still not Notre Dame. Still not nearly as big of a brand. I wouldn't, think. Th- I wouldn't think so. I wouldn't think so. Uh, what else? What else we got here? Um, Texas A and M is going to hire Florida assistant Jay Bateman as their new defensive coordinator. He was linebackers coach. He was also the defensive coordinator at North Carolina at one time. So you know, is there a good time to leave your job in college? Is there a worse time than the day after signing day? After you just sat there in families' living rooms and telling them, "I want to coach your son." And I'm going to be here for him, blah, blah, blah. And then the very next day, you up and leave for another job. I mean, again, there's no good time to do it. Maybe the worst time is the day after, but that's when these things happen. And he knew darn well and good he was leaving to go to Texas A&M as those letters of intent rolled in that he helped to recruit. But that's the business that 
of college football right there, brother. Go ahead, turn your mic and on. The, <laughs> and that's dirty on multiple fronts too, Phil, at least in my opinion. One, to your point, you knew you were doing that. How can somebody like that expect to ever walk into a young man or woman's home again that they're trying to recruit and have that family trust their word? Like, how, I just don't understand how you can ever expect to have that trust there if you clearly have shown that you are capable of breaking it. And then the second part, oh, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but I believe it's still the understanding once a player signs once a prospect signs that letter of intent doesn't the school then have to release them or they would then have to go into the portal or how, how does that work where i'm going with that is now you're almost kind of trapping a player if somebody signs with x school and then the coach decides to leave the next day isn't it fairly difficult for that player to then change their mind? Like Maybe they only went there because of that coach, but now they're kind of stuck. Well, I think that in today's climate, if the head coach leaves, they've been very willing to let you out of your letter of intent. Okay. The school has been. The position coach A little or different. the coordinator, I'm not so sure. But I think in today's climate, you could probably do it. I mean, you still have your transfer. You still sure. have your, your right now your two-time transfer because right now it's a multiple transfer. Right. Remember that court ruling that's mm-hmm. overhanging everything. Uh, so anybody who's not happy about this, even though they've signed a, a national letter, they can just transfer. I don't even know you have to enroll. You can just put your name in the portal, I guess, and, and transfer. So it would have been a bigger deal a decade ago, but today oh, not so much. Everything is so, so much different. Should mention, too, we didn't touch on this in the first hour, but Jordan Strawn, South Carolina defensive end announced that he is uh, moving on to the draft. Uh, played six years of college football, three at Georgia State, and uh, three at Georgia State, and three at South Carolina. And um, see, I be- did he still have an? Uh, here's where I run into trouble. I, I guess you know he played a fu- he played 2018 a full season at Georgia State. Then he played one game in 19. And I think he got that year back. Then he played 2020, and he got that year back. Then he played in 2021, a full year at South Carolina. Then only two games in 22. And I think he got that year back, I guess. Then he played this year, which would have been his third year. So I am assuming, believing, understanding that those years that he only played one and two games respectively, he got those years back, leaving him a year to go. But it doesn't matter because he's declared now for the draft. And a good player, uh, he finishes his career with 131 total tackles, 31 and a half tackles for loss, and 17 and a half sacks. This past season for the Gamecocks, he had a total of 20 tackles, seven tackles for loss, and four sacks. So not overwhelming numbers. And, uh, you know, he came in from Georgia State after having nine and a half sacks in the 2020 season, the COVID season. He had more sacks in that one season than he had during his three years at South Carolina, which he totaled seven. Of course, he was playing a different level of competition. He was a good player. I don't think he became the quarterback disruptor that I thought they, they thought they were probably getting. But he was a good player, South Carolina. But he moving on to the NFL draft and – and listen, you never know with the draft. Who would have thought five or six years ago that um, Wanham, the defensive end at South Carolina, would become a mainstay in the NFL while his brother did not? You know, the tackle, the brother, the younger brother, 
was supposed to be, and he was highly touted, you know, and he was and he was a good player at South Carolina. Uh, moved around some on the offensive line. He was a good player. I think he was a great player. He was a good player. But uh, DJ Wanham has made it in the NFL as a sack specialist and a very good defensive end for the Vikings. And he was not. What was he, like a six-round pick maybe? He was a late pick. And uh, he's made himself into an NFL player. You know, who would have thought that five or six years ago or seven years ago, whatever it was. All right, uh, 888-898-2525 is our number. Uh, let's hit the uh, phone calls once again real quick. We're going to go to, uh, let's see here, uh, Lindsay. Lindsay and Lawrence. Okay, Lindsay, welcome to Sports Talk. How are you? Doing good. How are you doing tonight? Terrific. Good to have you with us. Uh, I just want to call and talk about some high school football and realignment. Sure. So, I'm, I'm just five on the quarter for the Lawrence Raiders, so this new four is scary. I have to make kind of makes me a little nervous. You got three of the five defending state champions in 4A, and there's a good chance they can be in Lawrence region. So I'm sitting here thinking 4A is going to probably be the most competitive classification this coming football season. Well, let's see. Um, Gray Collegiate is there. Westside is there. Uh, yeah, four, excuse me. South Point is there. I'm just looking at some of the the more successful teams in recent years. Yeah, Lawrence is the number 12 school, 1,241 students. Y'all better pick it up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, and like I said, you know, right now, you know, we're also searching for a, for a new coach. So, you know, we're, we're – they got that going on. So, I'm, I'm excited about what 4A can bring next year, but I think it can be very – very interesting and very competitive. A lot of hard hitting going on. You make a great point. I didn't realize going through here. You got Daniel in there. Let's count the state champions. So yeah, you got Daniel. You got West Side. You got South Florence that didn't win the state championship but played one. You got Gray Collegiate. Um, you bring up an excellent point. Great catch on your end to, to see that. But it, it is loaded with uh, with big time programs up and down Hartsville is in there. You know they're going to be good. Gilbert is very good. They're in 4A now. Camden is very good. <laughs> That's going to be loaded. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, and um, uh, update on our coaching search, just kind of throw this out there. I hadn't. I, I talked to one of the coaches the other day uh, that's currently on staff. He said there's right now they have over 30 applicants for the job, but they have one super secret major candidate for the job, so throw that out there. So didn't give, me, didn't give me a name, but so there's a major super secret candidate out there. Super secret major candidate. Hmm. You got any that's ideas? What, throw, what, throw an idea out there. I, uh, I, I had I had fun with it. Me and, I talked to my father. I said, uh, Jeff Scott's going to get back into high school football. Jeff Scott's going to become the coach of the Lawrence Raiders. Okay. That'd be a super secret get for sure. Hey, uh, oh, yeah. what's well, the, I mean, what's, that, that's not happening. What's the word around the school around town on um, Jaden McGowan? Well, to be honest with you, the Carolina fans in town are happy, and the Clemson fans are like, "Oh man, we wanted him." <laughs> so why would but, you, you be know, ha- McGowan, why, would, why would you be happy that you didn't get him? That's that. That doesn't no, make any. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, Clemson fans aren't happy they didn't get him. Oh, I got you. Wait a minute. Yeah, but you know, you know, great kid. Obviously, has electric speed. Yeah, I think it's going to be a good addition for the Gamecocks, and probably have an opportunity to play right away. But now you know he's not going to South Carolina. I thought he committed. Well, 
he did, but he didn't sign. And uh, that's why I asked you what you were hidden, hearing around town about uh, if if anything is, you know, if you uh, see well, him around school I, or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah, I hadn't I hadn't heard that. I've been battling a sinus infection the last couple of days, so I hadn't heard that news that he didn't sign. Yeah, no, didn't he's not among their signees, and um, so it might so be Boston. Co- you know, the information we have is that Boston College might be the the landing spot. But as far as I know, nothing has happened yet. I was, that's that's why I was asking you if you'd heard anything. But obviously, you oh, had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, I hadn't heard he didn't sign. Like I said, I've been out of the last couple of days with sick and everything. So. Yeah. That's that's news to me, but yep. no. Um, like I said, I, I think wherever Zay McGowan goes, he's going to be an instant addition. Um, like I said, you know, elite speed, obviously major contributor to the Raiders when we made that run in the five day playoff in 2019. So, uh, wherever he lands, he's going to he's going to be they're going to be getting a good player. Yeah, I think so. I mean, listen, and thank you for calling. I'm sorry it didn't work out at least at this point. I don't know if there's any turning back. Um. From a South Carolina standpoint, uh, too bad it couldn't get worked out, whatever the, the issue happened to be, um, because he's got speed, he's got ability on the kick return team. Obviously, he had 80 catches for Vanderbilt in the SEC. That's pretty good um, over two years. That tells me you can play, and you can play, you know, if you can do that at Vanderbilt, imagine what you can do at a place like South Carolina that's a step up from Vanderbilt with better players, and uh, we'll see who the quarterback's going to be. So, and That's still an interesting situation, Corn. I got curious while y'all were just talking and pulled up his social media. Now, take everything social media-wise with a grain of salt, but hasn't changed anything on here. It no. just shows wide receiver, Gamecock football, and he has a pinned thing at the top. Sorry for the wait. I'm coming home. His commitment announcement to uh, – to South Carolina, or post, I guess, to them back on December 13th, all still there. But yeah. as of right now, still not signed anywhere, huh? No, he is not. Hmm. And, you know, we read his statement last night that he yeah. sent to us, and uh, he wanted, he was trying to clear the air. You know, people were saying that this was an NIL thing, that, um, you know, South Carolina wasn't going to – that he was playing one against another, and South Carolina wasn't going to pay what he was going to get somewhere else, that he was trying to get more. And, you know, he wanted to make it clear through us – that from his standpoint, that's not the case at all. You know, had nothing to do with that, what he's saying. So, And on his uh, Instagram, he still has his commitment to South Carolina uh, pinned on that, too. So, Okay, well, thank you for the phone call, 888 Barrett Carter, the Clemson linebacker, a terrific player. You're going to have the pleasure, Clemson fans, of having him back for another season. He spoke with the media uh, the other day up at Clemson, and he was asked a question about why are you coming back for another year? It was probably the toughest decision I've ever had to make. Um, you know, your dream is – sorry, we just ran, so I'm a little tired. <laughs> no, uh, your dream is that opportunity is right there in front of you, and, you know, you have a tough decision to make, but you have to really like weigh out the pros and the cons. So, you know, I felt like I had some unfinished business here. Um I feel like I left a lot of meat on the bone this this past year, and just you know, I, I came here to win a national championship, and you know, I've I set out a lot of goals for myself, and you know, I had an opportunity to come back, and I talked to a lot of people, got a lot of input, and decided that you know it was it was uh in my best interest um, for myself, you know, selfishly to come back, but just you know, I love this university, I love this team, I love these people, 
and you know I, ha- I couldn't leave yet. Um, the guys that I get to go to work with every day, you know, they make it so special for me, and um, you know, I couldn't leave them yet. So it was a tough decision to say the least. I probably, I probably contemplated for. I mean, after the game, ever since the South Carolina game ended, that's like I was just thinking, and I had no clarity with it. Like until like two days before I announced it, that's when I really got the full clarity. But you know, I decided that you know. I want to come back and I have unfinished business here to uh, to handle, and I want to bring a national championship to this school. So that's that's all that went into it. What was the clarity? What was that moment or thing that kind of said, "Okay, yeah, I want to come back"? Yeah, so I'm not sure if y'all know uh, Dan Leanne. He's the pastor at um, New Spring Church. Uh, we went to lunch one day, and you know, he's like a great friend of mine, um, someone that I look up to a lot. But he just provided me with so much wisdom that I really needed to hear. You know, I talked to a lot of people about um, my decision just because I really had no clue what to do. But I talked to Dan Leanne, and um, he really just gave me so much clarity. He just said, uh, don't make a decision based off of fear. And I think that was just exactly what I needed to hear. To you know, Something clicked in my head that I, I, had, I knew what I needed to do after hearing that. So you know, that, was, that was probably the best thing. I think God works in mysterious ways. And uh, you know, us going to lunch that day really just, you know, opened the door for me that, you know, I had to make the decision to come back. Obviously, he was saying he thinks if you were projected as a top 20 pick, you probably would have planned. I mean, was it, so it's fair to say it wasn't quite that great, I guess, what was the feedback you got? <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I was hearing a lot of different things. Um, the main thing for me is, like, I know what I'm capable of, and, the, the you know, what I was hearing is, you know, it was – I feel like I would, I would be selling myself short if I were to leave this past year or this year, and um, so I just it was it was a tough decision just because I know what I'm capable of. I know where I feel like, and I feel with my talent, my versatility. I know what I can do, and I know what uh, what value I would bring to a team. And that really kind of wasn't what I was hearing from uh, the you know like grades and everything. So you know it was a tough decision to make, but you know I'm 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 coming back to. You know, bring a national championship back to this to this program, graduate, become a captain, and you know, just you know, set, my, set myself up for my future. And uh, that's what I'm here to do, and just lead my teammates every single day. How much more do you want, like, a plan? If you think when you first came in, like, three years, and I'm gone, like, what years is kind of going against what you expected, or was it? Did, did you always kind of have an open mind that it might be a four-year? Yeah, I was I was very open-minded. I wouldn't say that. It was initially my goal to, you know, leave after three years, and you know, I just tried to take everything day by day. And, um, you know, after three years, if that opportunity that I wanted was there, you know, I would have taken it. But, you know, I'm not. It was. I'm not mad that I'm saying for a fourth year to come back, and I have a chance to achieve a lot of things. I have a chance to graduate, and I wouldn't have done that if I left this uh, this year. So, you know, it wasn't really something that was in my head. Like I need to go after three years, but if the opportunity was there that I felt like it was ready for the right time, then I would have taken that. You said a little meat on the boat in terms of this year, in terms of how you played or what kind of, if that's the case, what like frustrated you or what do you think you want to get better at or show people that maybe didn't happen? Yeah, it was a lot of things. Uh, I think how I played definitely didn't meet my standards. Um, meat on the bone also, like, I get to come back and graduate. I wouldn't have graduated. Uh, I felt like I could have led better this year. Um just a, it was a lot of things that went into it, but you know I'll say how I played. That was probably the main factor. Um, just I know what I'm capable of, and I felt like 
I mean, even if I had the best season in the world, I still probably wouldn't be happy with how I played. But, you know, it's just I feel like I had the chance to come back and prove a lot of prove myself right with a lot of things. And, you know, the main thing for myself is I didn't want to have or leave with any regrets. I feel like I, I kind of would have done that if I were to leave this year. So um, just coming back to, you know, finish with no regrets, uh, empty the tank, and just, you know, set, set myself up, set this team up to get back to the top of the mountain. But, you know, I felt, I'm definitely not proud of um, some of the plays that I had this year. So I had a chance to, I have a chance to come back and, you know, um, finish stronger, finish on a better note, and that's what I'm going to do. What are some of the areas you want to improve in? Yeah, it was all areas. Uh, I, I want to learn the position more. You know, I'm kind of new to playing inside backer. I came in playing nickel Sam, but learn the position more, uh, clean up some technical mistakes, tackling, uh, clean up some man coverage stuff, um, and just become more of a student of the game. You know, you can never – I feel like you can never really master anything in life, and you can never be in a position where you say, like, okay, I'm good, I've learned it. Like, So I just want to just, you know, better my, my knowledge with everything and just, you know, become a real student of the game. I guess it's kind of weird being in practice though right now with your line out there. Obviously, you can play with him this entire time. It's kind of gone to the NFL. Like, what, what's that like out there right now? Yeah. Um, it's definitely different. You know, you've lined up with the same – uh, same guy for the past three years, and you know I live with Trot, so I, I see I still see him every single day. But it's definitely different, you know, not lining up uh, next to him and uh, us being on the field together. You know, same with Nate, you know, him not being there. But now you got you got to adjust. You know, you have to be uh, adaptable and uh, just whoever whoever's out there, you just gotta you know you gotta work with them and you gotta teach them and you gotta you know just feed off of each other. So. Um, Definitely different, but you know you just gotta be, you gotta adapt to whatever situation is thrown at you. All right, there you go, Barrett Carter, uh, and uh, good for Clemson, man. Getting him back for another year—that's uh, that's a bonus. That's as good as any five-plus recruit that you can get. You know, recruiting networks really irritate me sometimes. You know, so now uh, I don't know when they started it, but I think it's on three uh, instituted a. Uh, you can't just be a five star now. You got to be a five plus. Be a five plus. You're not just a five star. You're a five plus. So I guess that means you're better than a five star. How can you be better than a five star? You become a five plus. So maybe twenty four seven will come back with a, a six star, or maybe a five plus plus, because that's better than a five plus. See, Pat, you're a five plus star producer. Now Josh, who was in here, he was a five star. But you're a five plus. I oh, appreciate that. Cost extra. That plus is extra. Yeah. Nothing's free these days. And of course, I, the thing that really irritates me is the silliness of the crystal balls and the RPM predictions. I mean, not that I really care. Do what you want to do. It's your networks. But if you make a prediction, have the backbone to stick with it. Like I said, I've changed my prediction on Tommy Frazier. So I got it right. <laughs> I have changed my prediction on Tommy Frazier to Nebraska. So in my lifetime, I'm 100%, which is what these guys, I think, are trying to be, 100%. Be right back. All right, just a minute. We're going to do a little hooping and hollering. Here on Sports Talk, Coach John Combs will be with us here momentarily. 
set the stage for that. Let's update some college hoops. You got Kentucky all over Louisville, 68-47. Wildcats cruising. They'll be 9-2 after this. Boston College leading Lehigh, 68-52. Tennessee, 39-25 over Tarleton State at the half. Upstate, Davidson, 25-25 late in the first half. Arkansas, 20-19 over Abilene Christian. College of Charleston leading St. Joseph's, 25-11. Very, very, very classy of uh, Pat Kelsey the other day after the Citadel. Knocked off Notre Dame up there and did so impressively. He put out a tweet congratulating the Citadel on that win. So uh, terrific uh, a classy gesture there by Pat Kelsey with the Cougars in their crosstown rivals. Syracuse beat Niagara 83-71. Virginia Tech over American 77-55. North Carolina A&T holds on to beat Coastal 85-82. Charleston Southern 103. Kentucky Christian 79. Wake Forest 91. Presbyterian 68. And that is it for now. So, Let's welcome in Coach John Combs, the athletics director, Spring Valley High School, former high school basketball coach himself, director of the South Carolina Basketball Coaches Association, a little hooping and hollering here on Sports Talk. And first of all, Coach, happy holidays, Merry Christmas. Great to have you with us. Well, Merry Christmas to you and everyone else, Phil. Thank you for having me on again. This is an awesome time for basketball right now. It is. Uh, tell us what you're uh, looking at around the – around the area and around the state? Well, I mean, there's all sorts of great games going on now. I mean, there's actually a, a really good, solid high school tournament going on at Brooklyn Casey uh, High School, the Round Ball Classic. And we're less than a, a, a week away now from the uh, Chick-fil-A Classic that will be going on at River Bluff High School that usually brings in some of the best players and coaches from all over the country The Beach Ball Classic is uh, the women's version of it. It's going on right now. And you've got the boys' version going on right after Christmas. Man, it's just – we even talk about the tournaments in Greenville, the Poinsettia Classic. There's a lot of good stuff going on all across our state. Uh, going into uh, to this week, into these, uh, these tournaments here and, and around the country, uh, around the state, Who's kind of uh, jumped up here early on in your eyes? Maybe somebody who's a surprise having a, a good start to the season? Well, you know, so I don't know how many much of it is a surprise, but, you know, there's a lot of good teams uh, going on right now. I mean, Ridgeview High School's gotten off to a, a great start, They're undefeated right now. And anytime you can say you're undefeated this time of the year and Ridgeview's come off of winning three games in the – uh, the Bow Bash, which I think that's the first time it's, uh, Ridgeview's ever done that, won three, um, and beat nationally ranked teams. That, that's a high-level accomplishment that's in, in, incredible. And, you know, Lexington High School is playing extremely well. I think they lost just the other day um, in the city of Palms, but they've been playing real well. Um, you know, it's just there's a, you know, a lot of good teams out there still playing well, and this is the time when we, we start to see how our state – does against uh, the other state. And that's the one thing about the uh, bow bash that was very impressive. Um, just when South Carolina teams played an out-of-state team, I think the, the South Carolina teams maybe went like 5-2, five 5-3. and two, five and three. I mean, they had a winning record against teams with uh, 
uh, that were nationally ranked. So our, our state is holding up really well right now. That's fantastic. Well, you just teed it up perfectly because we have the head coach from Ridgeview with us, Coach Joshua Staley. You just talked about how well they've been playing, had that great performance in the Bow Bash, or the Bash, as you like to call it. Let's welcome yep. him into the program. And, uh, Coach, uh, Coach Conesby, feel free to jump in with any questions you might have, but let's mm-hmm. welcome in Coach Staley. Coach, good evening. How are you? Good evening. Good evening. All is well. Pretty same for you guys. Thank you all for having me on. Thank you, and uh, happy holidays. Merry Christmas to you. And, uh, yeah, pick up on what Coach Combs said about how well you guys have played uh, to this point in the season. I mean, it's been a, a very uh, challenging season for us. We've had some very competitive games, and the guys did a really good job of buying in in the off season, in the spring, over the summer, in the fall. And they're starting to see, you know, the rewards of their hard work. Um, much respect to the teams we were able to play. It's still early. We haven't hit games in the Christmas break yet, so we know we still have a lot of work to do. We still have some improve, some things we need to improve on. But thus far, it's been a lot of fun. Um, have have some really good opportunities to compete, and it's been real fun. So, I mean, we know some of the big names that you've uh, had come out of that program a little bit before you got there and since you've gotten there. What about this year's team and uh, some of the guys that we should know about that are uh, contributing in a big way? Man, so we um, on this varsity squad, we're, we have the classes spread out. So we have a um, solid senior class. We have three seniors. Jaden Pretty's been playing really, really well. He's, uh, they're playing really high level against other high level posts. Joshua Smith has been playing really well. That's our that's our guard. And then we have senior we have senior Zach Zach Smith. Jocelyn's playing really well. Talked to some college coaches about all three of those guys and um they're gonna have an opportunity to play at the next level. We have a very strong junior class. Reginald Mack has really stepped up his game. He's been playing really well. He's really took taken a, a big stride compared to where he was last year. Same thing with Malachi Cooper. He's he started some games for us this year and had um, a game where we played a really good St. Francis out of Houston, Texas. Um, Malachi hit six threes that game and, and, and really had a coming out party, you know, um, at that game. That was great for him. And, you know, we got a really, really good solid sophomore and freshman class. Sophomores, Yale Davis, Corey Corbett has been doing really good. Talent Staley rounds out, rounds out that sophomore class. And I think we – arguably have two of the better freshmen on varsity this year in the state and then DJ Wiley and JT Van Kellen. So it's been like we, we, we got a team that know they got to keep putting the work in, but it's been a lot of fun coaching these guys. Absolutely. Coach Combs, you, I'm, I'm going to let you put your uh, reporter's okay. hat on. You have a question or two for the coach? Well, absolutely, Coach. Uh, coach Staley, I hope you're doing well today. I know you got to be excited coming off of a strong finish at the bash in which the environment was off the charts again uh, y'all always do a really good job with that what are you looking forward to seeing how your team will will do up in the in the chick-fil-a classic when you tip it off on next wednesday man it's just another opportunity john man to really get to play against competition we start out with a really really good really good river bluff team uh, coach lee has really been coaching, doing a really good job coaching his freaking tail off this year. Got his guys playing really well. So it's going to be a, a real good challenge trying to get out of that first round. But looking at the field, man, it's it's loaded. You know, we have John Marshall. I don't know if you guys really know Ty White. You know, he's the director of, of Team Loaded. And, heck, he's the head coach at John Marshall. So 
he has a really good team, and they're playing a very tough Lancaster team, another South Carolina team that I think is going to have a really good showing. And the field is just loaded. There's, there's Grayson and, and, and some other really good teams. So I just like to really see my guys get the opportunity to compete against these nationally ranked teams, nationally ranked um, young men, and see, you know, that you can get the same acclaim if you put the work in. Josh, what we think is the is the biggest challenge now that, you know, you haven't lost a game yet. You've beaten high-level teams. How are your guys responding now during this practice time as you get ready for a, another high-level event? Man, the biggest challenge would be is keeping young people, you know, locked in on a common goal. You know, sometimes success can um, create a, a, a recipe, and that recipe is, you know, good being the enemy of great. You know, sometimes everyone tells you, oh, you're so good, you're so good. Mm-hmm. And not knowing that's setting you up not to be great. So you gotta keep your blinders on, keep your keep your um noise cancellation headphones on and stay focused on the mission. And the guys have been responding really well to answer that part of the question. You know, the coaches do a tremendous job of holding them accountable every day. Now the guys are starting to learn to hold each other accountable and, and they're practicing well because we all know you know this, John. Like the, the, the preparation time weighs so much more than the game, and they're doing a, a tremendous job of practicing the right way. Well, I know one advantage you've got, I, I would call it an advantage, it's, is you've got a lot of really good players, and I would imagine pr- practice time there's great competition going on. And so if some people aren't practicing the way they, they should be, that's just gives other people the opportunity. Has, has that been uh, – practices have been really good and competitive. Has that helped you prepare your guys? Absolutely, absolutely. It's, it's been very competitive. And guys know, like, it might not even be a basketball mistake. It could be body language. It could be mindset. It could be not talking, um, not, not helping your teammate up off the floor. And the next man could take your rotation. He could take your minutes because minutes are at a premium, and that's how I want it. I want kids to learn how to compete because, you know, we live in a, a, a right-now society where you make a post, you want it to be liked right away. Um, if you make a comment, you expect somebody to reply right away. And kids forget that you have to really put the time in and earn things. And I'm glad they know that they have to pay rent every single day and bust their tail every single day in practice to stay in a rotation. So practice has been very competitive. Heck, me and the coaches even be getting after it. You know, the coaches might coach one coach, coach purple, the other coach white, and we get after each other. So it's it's just it's a real fiery, real fiery environment in practice every day. That sounds great. While we've got you, before we uh, wrap things up, just around the city of Columbia, along with your program that we've been talking about, Coach, uh, and and Coach Combs mentioned mentioned Lexington. And I, I got to think Irmo's going to be uh, right there, very strong once again. Uh, where else around uh, the city of Columbia, in particular, do you see strong teams so far this season? Man, the city of Columbia is tough right now. That's that's, that's a great question, question, a tough question. Uh, I think Richard Northeast is having a sneaky good season. AC Florida, it's not sneaky anymore. They're, they've beaten some really good teams. They're doing a tremendous job. Coach Ed Scott has those guys looking good. Um, obviously, like you said, Lexington already mentioned River Bluff. So, um, believe it or not, Lugolf Elgin is having a, a, a quiet, good season. So, it's so many good teams. I think um, Spring Valley is going to get it going. Blythewood's a real tough team. So, it's it's a lot of good teams in the city, man. It's just it's, you got to come ready every night in this city. Ain't no question. Uh, Coach, thank you. And, and Coach Combs, as uh, we signed it off here, I'm just looking down your uh, your Twitter, South Carolina Basketball Coaches Association, or your X. 
I'm trying to call it X because that's what they call it now, but <laughs> most people say, you know, Twitter still. But I see a picture talking about girls' basketball, and you mentioned that the the girls' beach ball classic's going on. So, see here last night where Joyce Edwards had 15, 14, and, and 5 in an overtime win. And, and, guys, let me ask you, both of you, real quick, your take on her as a basketball player. What's your impression? John, I was going to she is an outstanding basketball player. She's a winner. Uh, Camden's probably one of the best teams uh, in the state, and obviously there's a big big reasons because of her. You know, when she's played on Team USA, she was a winner. She was high level against already college players. She is going to be a great addition uh, for Coach Staley and the Gamecocks. Yeah, and we got the other Coach Staley right here. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same, man. Obviously, man, Don, Don – Coach Don Staley getting her is like a huge pickup because, like John said, the piggyback, she's a phenomenal player. But when I watched her from a distance and had an opportunity to talk to her, it's the little nuances that separates her. Like her body language, the way she responds to coaching, the way she encourages her teammates. And so she's always had the opportunity to get better because people are willing to coach her because her attitude is so great. And, um, man, I, I'm I'm going to go ahead and put it out there. She's going to probably win about two or three in South Carolina, if oh, not four. How about that? I mean, is she in the neighborhood player-wise as an Aja Wilson? Or, uh, I mean, or or Boston, who just came through? I mean, I, I, saw, I think Aja maybe is more overall skilled than uh, than Boston. Boston was just – she was just a bruiser inside. But, anyway, wh- what do you think, Coach Daly, is, as far as skills go, comparing her to uh, some of the other greats that have come through? Yeah, she, she's on that same level. She's on the same level as Asia Wilson, Alicia Welch, um, Aaliyah Boston, mm. and all those great players that Don had come through. She's on that same level. And um, being with her size and ability to play multiple positions, I think it's going to be scary because, like, what Don did with Asia was nuts. I mean, if mm. you know the story of Asia, she played point guard at first in, middle, in, in high school. And the way Don was able to develop her, now she's a – a league MVP in the WNBA, I see nothing but nothing but greatness coming coming from that young lady in Camden. Yeah, been hearing about her for a lot of years. Uh, coaches, thank you very much, Coach Staley. Good luck with you uh, moving forward with your upcoming events, uh, the beach ball and everything else, uh, the bat, the, um, the Chick Fil A as well. So we thank you, and we'll talk again. Thank y'all so much for having me. Thank you. Safe. Merry Christmas. Coach Combs, thank you. thank you, sir, as always. Terrific job. You have a, a secondary career as a uh, as a reporter, if you ever want to go down that road. <laughs> Great question. L- love to do it anytime. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, and uh, uh, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to you and the family, and we'll talk to you next week. I look forward to it. Thank y'all. Thank you very much. Coach John Combs. Uh, joined tonight by uh, Coach Staley from uh, Ridgeview High School. Thanks to those guys for being with us. Hooping and hollering here on Sports Talk. We'll have that again next Wednesday night back in its normal slot. Run to the break and come back and uh, give you the recruiting update on the night. we got several things to pass along there that we'll share with you coming up. As we go to the break, tell you that um, Kentucky's still up on Louisville 75-66. Boston College over Lehigh, 77-56. Tennessee, 44-31 on Tarleton State. And Davidson now 33-27 on Upstate at the half. Abilene Christian leading Arkansas, 35-28. 
South Carolina's taste buds have spoken, and they're asking for beef. There are more than 7,800 farms raising cattle from pasture to plate in the Palmetto State. So whether it's steaks on the grill before the big game, sirloin medallions played it for date night, or burgers with a family, make sure beef is a part of your playbook this football season. Smoke, grilled, and slow-roasted. Find the best way to enjoy your beef at sccattle.org. Beef. It's what's for dinner in South Carolina. Funded by the South Carolina Beef Council, part of the Beef Checkoff Program. George Bryan for Tsunami Bar Sports, our inventor. David Abernathy has always said Tsunami Bar technology allows us to take the training to the grass. Now I know through my sport of golf that natural agility can be converted to athletic ability. And why is this, Tsunami Robbie? Transferring the training to the grass. This may be the most undervalued characteristic of the Tsunami Flexible Bar technology. The Tsunami Bar action loads and unloads at the concentric and eccentric transition points. This is what we call reversal forces. And the Tsunami Bar is the only bar in training device that I know of that can train these reversal forces adequately at speed. Hey, this is Phil Kornblut. The Tsunami Bar is a terrific training device whether you're working on your fitness or your golf game. It's convenient, it's easy to use, and you won't feel beat up afterwards. Be sure to click on the digital ad on sportstalksc.com and get 5% off any order using promo code BBB5. Don't wait. Order today. Hi, this is Lisa Hosteller-Brown. Do you know the difference between a revocable trust and an irrevocable trust? The difference could easily save you hundreds of thousands of dollars in long-term care costs. Visit LawyerLisa.com to schedule a consultation today. Call Lawyer Lisa. Experience the difference with Lawyer Lisa. 7511 St. Andrews Road, Irmo, South Carolina. Daddy, you need a trust. Touchstone Energy Cooperative members save more, more on electricity, and members save more on insurance, groceries, healthcare, restaurants, travel, concerts, and sporting events through co-op connections. Touchstone Energy is an alliance of the member-owned electric cooperatives, and as a member, the power is yours. Experience the power of co-op membership with Touchstone Energy and find out how much you can save on electricity and a whole lot more at touchstoneenergy.com. Avoiding excess financial stress from the holidays doesn't take a Christmas miracle. All it takes is a Christmas loan from Founders Federal Credit Union. Our Christmas loan is designed to ease your Yuletide expenses so you can focus on what matters most, spreading joy and love. With our great rates, flexible repayment options, and outstanding service, you'll be ready for whatever the holidays might throw your way. So instead of putting that unexpected sleigh repair on next year's wish list, visit foundersfcu.com slash Christmas loan to unwrap your own magic this Christmas. Relax with Founders Federal Credit Union. Terms and conditions apply. Federally insured by NCUA. Membership qualification required. Breaking news. Breaking news. Do we have a breaking news sounder? Do-do, do-do, do-do. There you go. RJ Mickens. Perfect. Clemson safety just, I mean, seconds ago tweeted out that he will return to Clemson for another year. After much thought and prayer, I have decided that I will be returned. Because sometimes I look at these things and I read them wrong. Like the other night, this uh, this quarterback from Gaffney 
was announcing his commitment on a video, but I couldn't hear the video or listen to it because I was at the basketball game and I'm trying to cover the basketball game. So I'm looking at his video and he's wearing this outfit that has a C on it and it looked like it was blue and it looked like the Citadel logo. So I assumed he had committed to the Citadel, but he committed to Catawba. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so let me be sure here. Uh, I will be returning to Clemson for my final year. So R.J. Mickens is coming back. That's another pickup for Clemson there on that defense. That's so, big time. Yeah. That's big time. Okay, uh, recruiting now brought to you by Seawell. Seawell's closed. Daily luncheon buffet right now closed for the uh, holidays. Uh, get back with them when they open back up. When will that be? Will that be sometime next week? Or are they going through New Year's? They will reopen Wednesday, January 3rd. So they oh. will be closed all of next week. And now I am really kicking myself for not going today. Yeah, it was a roast beef Thursday, wasn't it? It sure was. Yeah, I should have made it over there, too. We'll catch them when they get back. But remember, too, when they come back from the holiday, they start getting ready for the, the catering business. And you got an event coming up requiring the best in catering. You just call Seawell's phone number 803-771-7385 online at seawellscateringsc.com. And 2026 athlete Jamarian Juice Gordon, 6 feet 180, Jackson, Alabama, plans to announce a commitment Christmas Day, plays receiver defensive back for Jackson High, and he said his final four were USC, Auburn, LSU, and Ole Miss, USC tight ends coach, Jody Wright recruits that area and has a commitment from Gordon's teammate and classmate, quarterback Landon Duckworth, about South Carolina. He said that in Landon, he said Landon's been trying to get him over there the whole time. The environment up there is crazy. The coaching staff showed me and my family a lot of love, and man, I just love it up there, end quote. He visited the weekend of the spring game last April. He picked up his offer from Shane Beamer in late July. During the season, he visited Auburn, Mississippi State, and Alabama. Auburn transfer quarterback Robbie Ashford, 6'4", 225, has had contact with USC, a source told us this afternoon. Helma Granahan of the Big Spur also reported Ashford might visit USC when transfer, uh, transfers can take visits again starting January 3rd. He had some comments from Ashford saying he had communicated with Dowell Loggins a couple of times. Ashford spent his first two college seasons in Oregon, his last two at Auburn. He's thrown for 1,758 yards, nine touchdowns, nine interceptions in his career. He's rushed for 927 and 12 touchdowns. He's a native of Hoover, Alabama. Penn State transfer portal offensive tackle. Uh, Penn State transfer offensive tackle commitment. Allen Heron. Flipped to Maryland. Uh, he was a Clemson target at one time. Former Tulane receiver Chris Brazel, or maybe Brazel, committing to Tennessee, a source told 24-7 Sports. He had had contact with USC. South Point defensive tackle C.J. Dixon accepted a PWO offer from USC. Former Somerville and Liberty quarterback Jonathan Bennett has committed to the Citadel. All right, there you go. Citadel gets themselves a... A quality quarterback and You're linebacker. You're sure that's not Catawba? Yeah, I'm sure. That's, that, was a, <laughs> that was in the Post and Courier, so that is the Citadel, but good point. <laughs> I couldn't resist. <laughs> I actually tweeted Citadel. And then I actually, when I when the game was over and I had a chance to listen to the tape, when he said Catawba, I said, oh, my God, i got to go back and change that. Hopefully nobody saw it. 
And linebacker Brett Clatterball, Culpeper, Virginia, has Clemson in his top five. Penn State, Georgia, Notre Dame, and Virginia Tech are the others. Brett Clatterball. All right, that's going to do it. We have enjoyed it. Another live show for you tomorrow night. No show on Monday. But we'll be back tomorrow night to put a wrap on the week. And uh, we appreciate the phone calls tonight. Appreciate you listening. Thanks to the stations. uh, And thanks to you, Pat. And, of course, thanks to the sponsors for making it all possible. Have yourselves a great evening. Look forward to being with you tomorrow night here on Sports Talk. We'll see you then.